0: Welcome to a financial planning podcast with a down-to-earth vibe. Sasquatch listens while brewing his morning coffee. This is Through the Pines. On this episode, we'll chat financial scams. This is going to be a good episode. Romance scams, my favorite. Lottery scams, inheritance, timeshare, event scams, technology, and what are some of the red flags you should always look for. Uh, Joining us this week on Through the Pines, we have our financial advisors, Brandon and Rex, Forbes Best in-state Wealth Management Teams for Utah, Baxter Nelson & Associates Advisor Hub, fastest-growing advisors to watch under $1 billion and receivers of the Ameriprise Client Experience Award. Brandon and Rex, thanks for joining us here today. Um, Like our Facebook page, Through the Pines, follow us on Instagram at pines underscore podcast, and of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Through the Pines. Okay, so we're going to dive into some scams. Uh, First, I would like to know if either of you have been caught up in scams of any kind of any kind (laughs) of any
1: kind? (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty (laughs) (laughs) good.
2: My kids scam me out of my wallet. Like there we go. There we go. There we go. That counts. That
0: counts. Okay. Yeah. Rex, have you, have you had somebody literally come to your office and say, I don't, I think I've been scammed.
2: So early in my career, I had a, uh, somebody that I didn't know come into my office want to open up an account and and so we started going kind of through the process and they're just being really cagey um, mm-hmm. about answering some of the questions now this was this was before 9/11 before the Patriot Act before all those kinds of things we still had know your client rules through the industry so you still had to kind of ask them you know net worth and, and income and, and some of those kinds of questions um, but as I got into it, he was trying to open up a business account for a boating company. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, man, we're in the center of Utah. What kind of boating company are you really trying to open up in the mm-hmm. center of Utah? Yeah. And and so as I dug and dug, he was trying to open up a, an account for to where they were shipping out of Florida. And, and it just got weird. And so I started digging a little bit, didn't open up the account, called our back office, and – and it ended up being a scam. It ended up being that he was trying to money launder pirate money. Yeah, um, this is good you stuff. Know, from man. from the sea, this was a weird thing. And yeah. and I was I was maybe two years in the business is all, <laughs> and yet I was you know and luckily I knew enough to to know that I didn't know and to ask the right questions and bring the right people in. But it was just a weird deal. But yeah, you don't run across those very often. Something that dramatic. That was the. That's the only one that dramatic that I've ran across that was that extreme.
1: Pirate, so. pirate money. Is, so that's why it was a pirate, pirate money. Party. Yeah, that, That's where the yeah. boat idea came from, I guess.
2: It, it was. It was a weird. They literally – so our back office kind of dug into it a little bit. And it was it was actually a little bit of mafia money tied up through kind of the Midwest, through Chicago. that was being funneled through – um, it was coming from Florida. And so essentially you would have these these pirates that would raid boats, steal jewelry, steal whatever's on the boats. And then they would bring it into Florida, sell it, funnel it through Chicago. And then they wanted to kind of use our institution to kind of funnel it through as again, as you kind of launder those funds hmm. to try and make them legitimate. It, it was a, It was a very complex wow. setup that they were going through. And we were like stage four on on our step through it, as far as where the money was coming in and getting wired through another financial institution coming into us was the intent. And and, and luckily, didn't ever get involved in that, so. I don't
0: have pirate scams on my list, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's because we're talking about current day scams, yeah. not scams of 20 years ago. So.
0: Well, there's still pirates out there, and you know what they're good at, I've heard. Besides scamming people, romance. Arr. Lovers on the sea, you know. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so romance scams uh, initiated online very quickly with the scammer expressing their love early on or on the seas. You never know. Uh, and meeting a person, meeting in person, funds may be requested indirectly or directly. Okay, talk to me about these romance scams. And I, I find these heartbreaking because uh, people who are uh, – Typically, victims would be someone who's not in the best place in their life, I'm assuming. So, uh, who wants to dive into this?
2: These are real. I'm going to let Brandon dive into this, um, yeah. but these, these are real for sure.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately, I've, you know, experienced a few of these um, with clients. Not you,
0: like you personally?
1: Well, you know, I kind <laughs> of t- <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> not personally with clients. Um, and, and, and you're right. You know, usually it, it comes from people very, you know, ordinary, normal people, right. Who are living a good life, but that, that, you know, might be lonely, right. They're divorced or widowed or something. And, and, and they find themselves on either, you know, being contacted or, or on some sort of dating website. Right. And, and, uh and next thing you know, it, it's, it sounds, sounds wild or, or unimaginable, but, but next thing, you know, you've got these people have relationships, right where they're literally texting or messaging every day um, multiple times a day and and they you know are, are sending pictures, they're talking to each other, they're talking about their lives and and inevitably with these scams, you know they become good friends and and then that person has an emergency, right they're, They need to pay their rent, they need, money or they're going to get kicked out. Um, a lot of times they'll, they'll say, Hey, I want to come, I want to come find you. Right. I want to come meet you. I want to be with you and, but I need money for a flight, you know? And, and so, and so that's how that usually very quickly you can figure out that they are is is all mm-hmm. of a sudden, often very quickly, they're asking for money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and money isn't sent the normal ways, right? It's not, Oh, let me, let me send you a check. It's usually I need gift cards, right? Or or you need to wire this money. And 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 so yeah. And Brandon, those kind of-
0: Brandon, excuse me. Why why would that be? <clears throat> excuse me. They want access to an account.
1: You, I mean, you know, never say never, the, the, the sky's the limit on, on yeah. what scammers will do. However, they're, they're trying not to be caught, right? And so that's why gift cards, like if anyone ever is asking you to pay them in gift cards, and this isn't just romance scams, but, but people will literally pretend to be the IRS and then get into people's heads so much that they, they, they think the IRS is asking them to go buy gift cards and pay their taxes with gift cards. And that obviously that sounds crazy, right? Okay. But, but Wild. <laughs> the amount that, that they can get in your head, right? Is your, if you talk to these scammers and the prolonged conversations, it, it's amazing what people will start to believe. And and one of the main things, right? One of the main tenants is they tell you, they try and isolate you. They try and tell you, do not talk to your family, right? If you tell your family about this, something bad's gonna happen or, or you know, like you need to stay mm-hmm. quiet about this. and and often I've found as I've been able to talk to people, right, because they act kind of cagey or they're acting, doing weird things. And so we talk about it more. Once they open up about it, oftentimes they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds crazy, you know? But, but when you're in your own head and you haven't really talked it through with anyone, you can start to believe some of these things.
0: So you have some red flags, red flags of a romance scam. I'll go through these. Someone has claimed to fall in love with you quickly, often within 24 to 48 hours. I think that happens to Rex on the daily. Uh, People just fall in love with him every, every 24 hours, right? They want to immediately leave the online site to use instant message or email. I find that interesting. They request to keep the relationship a secret. They tell you they need money for an unexpected emergency for themselves or a family member. And they ask you to set up a bank account. Well, that's not a red flag or anything. Or request your account information online and and is bold enough to request account login credentials which you do that then you're asking for it
2: (laughs) yeah i think it's i think it's interesting because a lot of times they come at it you know very softly from the side and so they're you know they start to to kind of pre-sell the person on the idea of oh you know family won't understand because they don't like you know multicultural relationships or or i'm in another country and they're going to think it's a scam and And it's not and and so they try and and just kind of pre-sell the idea to you that everybody's gonna object and and set the stage so that when they do object they're like oh yeah you you called it you know this is real and they don't believe it and and therefore it's me and you against the world Mm -hmm. right and and they kind of they they get in that space and and unfortunately people like you know, companionship, and they they like feeling needed and and wanted and, and so they just kind of feed into that. And then that feeds into trying to get the money in a untrackable way, or a non clawback way, either or. And so that can be a Venmo that can be an Apple pay, it can be, you know, gift cards, it can be, you know, any of these ways that it's more difficult to track or to claw that money back and stop the transfer, um, you know, it, it, because if you if you write them a check, you can always put a stop payment on a check, right? If you, it, but wires, once a wire is gone, a wire is gone.
0: Yeah. And
2: so, and so that's that's the hard part. But it's amazing that this is probably one, of, probably one of the most common that I'm seeing today. And I, I mean, there's probably a top three, and this is probably one of the top three.
0: I mean, it's gross. I mean, you're taking advantage of people's. I hate it. It's terrible. Um, Okay, so we'll move on. Lottery scams. Lottery scams feel like this is more, you know, more on. The person, but I don't know. Let's see. In, in other words, uh, is this still we're still talking about somebody taking advantage of somebody else, or is this someone making their own decisions to dive into a lottery? We will find yeah. out. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The the lottery itself, you know, may, may or, right. or may not be a good idea. But yeah, we're we're talking specifically scams, and so a lottery, okay, scam, you know, usually starts out with a phone call. Hey, congratulations, you've won. You know, uh, and, and, and people say, oh, cow! you know, wouldn't it be great?
0: I didn't even enter.
1: <laughs> and that's that's one of the red flags, right? If you haven't entered any sort of lottery, you're not going to win any sort of lottery. And, and so, you know, it sometimes this praise a little bit on the greed side. People are like, man, I, I didn't enter it, but here I am. You know, and I, I read some something a little bit ago um, where they say some of these scams are, are actually intentionally they're they're intentionally being obvious. Right, like I think we've all received those phone calls like, Congratulations, you've won. You know, and, and we all hang up like two seconds, right? Like, no, I haven't. But but they're they're trying to be overly obvious because what that does is it auto skims the people who are maybe a little bit more gullible, right? The people who are gonna follow along and it cuts out and saves them from wasting time, you know, talking to other people who might catch on down the road. And so but yeah, these lottery scams are are you know, you get you get a call, you get a text, you get something saying, hey, congratulations, you've won, um, which then inevitably morphs into, but we got to pay the got to pay the taxes first or there's a cost to, to get this processed. And once you pay yep. us, then we'll send you the money, which, yep. which obviously is kind of one of the biggest red flags, right, is, is if it's a lottery, you withhold taxes. And, and when they pay you a check, right, part of it goes to the government, sure, but you're not fronting that cost. No, yeah. no no lottery would do that if you if you did that i mean what would happen if you don't have the funds right you just don't win like that's some fine print
0: <laughs> so i i like it, this new trend of of people who uh screenshot them trying to get scammed out of something and they put it on the socials you know oh, right. i have a friend of mine who uh, won a truck yesterday apparently um, and it was through a YouTube page, a YouTube channel. Oh, you follow my channel, and so my friend played along, and he said, "Oh yes, you're my favorite channel," and and you know it's like a it's a super expensive brand new Ford truck or something, and there was a delivery fee of a hundred bucks, hundred and five bucks, some weird number, and so they wanted him to pay this delivery fee to get this, and my friend drug it out and was like, "Actually, you're right down the street. I'll just come to you." <laughs> you know, this scam artist and the scam artist was like well no we deliver you gotta you gotta and it was funny and those are those are humorous but i'm like i cannot believe that and you know the grammar's all wrong the words weird you know and it's like this is like, like you said brandon should be obvious but a lot of people like will carry it on and go through with it and send money and send 100 bucks because they want the freaking truck or something you know that's like yeah. they just won the lottery
1: yeah. Well, and, and I've watched it and it's sad, right? Because I've, I've seen people who are like, and this is what I'm going to do with it, right? Like, this is my big break. Like, this is my chance to really change my family, right? Like, I, with all this money that that I think I won, I'm going to be able to take everyone on a trip and everybody's going to let, like, like, and and unfortunately, they start thinking down these, like, hypothetical what ifs and get so focused on that outcome, that they lose track of of maybe some of the, the red flags that they should be paying attention to.
0: So the red flags in a lottery scam would be you didn't purchase a lottery ticket or enter, for, enter a chance to win. If you don't play, you don't win. Sweepstakes organizations will not contact you directly. State lotteries publish winners online or broadcast results on television. I actually didn't know that. The Representatives, I mean, I know they broadcasted it, but I didn't know they didn't contact you directly. The representative. Claims there's a deadline to pay the fee or initial tax. In reality, the scammer is trying to get you to act before you catch on that there really isn't a prize. And the scammer doesn't want you to tell friends or family of your good fortune. Now, there's a place, this is a real place in in Death Valley called Scotty's Castle. It has been inaccessible the last few years because there was a flood that wiped out the road. But the reason it exists is because if you go there and you hear the story about Scotty's Castle, back in the day, all of these miners from from Nevada would would get investors from New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, and to say, "Hey, I, I need you to invest in my mine," and they would give these miners money. And there's no mine, there's no gold mine, there's no, there's nothing there's They're in the middle of of the desert, right? It's a scam. This So, so the one guy was like, okay, I'm going to fly out or train out there. And we're going to see where this mine is. And uh, Scotty, this, this miner named Scotty drags this investor through Death Valley before the investors finally like, okay, there's no mines or anything. But what there is is where we're staying is the only watering hole in this desert. I'm gonna buy property here and I'm gonna build a house, which he did, a giant hotel type thing. And then he sold, sold the idea that the mine was under the house and that was the workers that were there. And you could go tour the house and it's called Scotty's Castle and it's in Death Valley. And so he was scamming the scammers. Uh, but, but, but it's just a wild story how this actually came about and 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 in other words and this has happened since i mean biblical since people have been on earth we've been getting scammed right but this is people not knowing the full story so so the fact that this person actually took the time to go like research like all right let's i'm going to go to the place where they say there's a mine and we'll figure it out uh turns out the house he built uh when it became a national park they did they they the where you figure out where your land is, you know, and then he's like, hey, you, you actually built this house on land you don't own. And that they, so they had to give it to the National Park Service or something. And then they offered Gosh. to sell it back to him for like a dollar or something weird. You know, it's this weird, weird, long thing. But once the tours are back going again, you can actually tour the upstairs, you can tour the downstairs. And it's like this, it's the coolest place, Scotty's Castle in Death Valley, built because it started off as a scam. <laughs> That's from, from minors. Yeah, that is anyway, anyway. That, that was a story I didn't think I'd get into today, but that was pretty fun. Okay, uh, inheritance scams. Someone claiming to be an attorney or a customs... Off- now, this is even... Okay, there's the romance ones, and they, these might be worse because someone potentially, I'm assuming someone close to your family has passed, and then um, the inheritance scammers come out of the woodworks to to really take advantage.
1: You know, that that definitely, I'm sure happens right but but th- this in particular this is you don't even know right like oh. you're just living oh life and you. Someone okay calls, he says i'm an attorney from this and such a law firm uh-huh. and it's your lucky day you've won right or not one hmm. you you've inherited a large sum of money you're the only this you know distant relative that was left and we've tracked you down what's what's crazy about this one is this can happen right? Like it, it literally can happen. It's incredibly rare, mm. but it, it, it can happen. And so, you know, there's some things to do to make sure that, and, and things to watch for to make sure that is it is actually legitimate.
0: So if it's legitimate, yeah. how does that work?
2: So we've been on both sides of this. It's It's been interesting because uh, on the legitimate side, right? <clears throat> maybe we have a client that passes and they've listed may, maybe nephews, nieces, who whoever, Right, as beneficiaries, and 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 so you know it's our we've got to find them, right? Or somebody's got to find them and let them know that they've inherited some money. And and so you know we had we had one case where it wasn't our client that but our client was the trustee of a trust, and this person had passed away in in England, named her because they would had a couple of conversations as the trustee here in the U.S. of some funds that he had in the U.S. But then the beneficiary was some other random guy that he knew in England. But it was legitimate money, and it was legitimately his account. So we ended up you know, actually getting control of the account, getting the funds over here. But then she went over to England to find this guy. She found him, and he's like, oh, no, this has got to be a scam. You don't have any money for me. She's like, no, I've got $1.2 million for you. Whoa. Okay. And he's like, How are we supposed to believe like,
0: that? Yeah.
2: Right. He's like, well, what do I have to do for it? And she's like, sure. well, just tell me where to wire it. And he's like, Oh, you want my account information? Right. And then she's, oh, like, <laughs> she's like, yeah. Well I mean you know, so anyhow, it took it took a few months to kind of finally we just we we went, you know, we talked to the bank president of, of the little town he was in. We wired it into a bank account. The bank then waited, verified, cleared it, and ended up getting it over to him. But but that's a legitimate inheritance thing, right? Wow. And and so wow. that's hard. But the the ones that this is referencing is is too often we see an email that comes over that says, hey, so-and-so passed away in Nigeria, and we need, you know, I don't, 50, Nigeria, way. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody that's from Nigeria, I'm not really picking on Nigeria. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> There's my disclaimer, but you know, if you, if you send us a thousand dollars, that's what it takes to release the funds from customs. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so that's how they scan you out of, out of some money is they try and release the funds and, and get it
0: taken yes. care of. So. Brandon, you're saying that you should never have
1: to
0: get, put up money to get the money. Right.
1: Right. Right. And, and I think one of the biggest telltale signs of, of a scam versus legitimate is, is just how, how open are they, right? Like, are they saying, Hey, you need to keep this a secret. Don't tell anybody if you t- don't talk to your bank, don't talk, you know, I mean, going through the works to keep it a secret versus someone else saying, Hey, no, like here I am, let's go talk to the bank president Like, like, you know, l- let's get this figured out. Um, there, there's some real significant differences between, Hey, I need your information and don't tell anyone about this versus being very open about it.
0: Yeah, whenever they say don't tell anyone about this, that's not that's not good. Red Huge flags one. of an inheritance scam. The individual that contacts you claims to be associated with a law firm or financial institution, Rex. Uh, the letter <laughs> might even appear to be from a legitimate organization and uses letterhead, but contact information contains a public email domain such as a Gmail or Hotmail. Oh yeah, interesting. Okay, the individual is eager to share personal documents with you to. Uh, validate the inheritance claim however a legitimate organization would never share another client's personal documents with you finally That's you're a, asked to, uh, on
1: that right like if someone's like saying hey yeah i'll send you their death certificate i'll send you their birth right like mm. if i have an inheritance for someone i'm i i can't just like start sharing their information mm. right like and, and neither would a law firm they're not going to just start okay. blasting information out
0: Uh, Finally, you're asked to contact the individual immediately for more information on how to receive your inheritance before the government claims it. The government will take it all. Wow. Okay. Inheritance scams. Those are sad as well. Brandon, do you have some more numbers for us?
1: Yeah. I I was going to say on that, that's another common one right? Like, like keeping it secret, obviously, but then the urgency, almost all mm-hmm. scams have a, a dire urgency. Don't tell anyone and this needs to happen in six hours, you know, and, and right,
0: right. right.
1: Just cause they know that, that the longer you think about it, the longer you have to maybe talk to someone, the longer you have to kind of realize what's going on. So okay. anyways, some more numbers. <laughs> I thought this was interesting. So this, this comes from the New York federal reserve. Um, and, and based on consumer expectations, consumers almost always think inflation is higher than it actually is, um, which is interesting. But but they looked at consumer inflation over, over the last 12 months, and it was at 3.83%. And that's dropped down to 3.55%, which is the lowest it's been since April of 2021. Now, something else that I think is interesting, right? So, so that 17 or so point or 0.17 drop is good, but pre COVID the historical average for what people thought, you know, inflation was running out was 2.81. And so people are still thinking it's high, but, but it's it's, so, so inflation is interesting. One, one point I've got to point out um, is we talk to people about inflation coming down, which it has been, The, the rate of inflation has come down dramatically. But anytime you say that, you almost inevitably get some eye rolls like, yeah, you haven't been shopping at the same store I've been shopping at. And, and what's important to understand is when we say inflation's down to 3%, what that means is it is now 3% higher than it was last year when it was 9% higher than the year before. right? When, when the Fed and when, when professionals talk about um, inflation coming down, we're not saying that prices are going to go back to what they used to be unfortunately. Right. But rather the rate of increase is going to slow down.
0: Yeah. So there's always inflation. Is inflation a scam? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but your your salaries have to catch up and, and the economy has to catch up to the the amount of inflation that occurred quickly over the last couple well uh, was it tw- not two years quite was it eight six 18 months something like that where it, it was yeah it was high about 18 high
2: months, high. months ago yeah it started around yeah you know you started to see it pick up the tail end of 21 um just barely and then through 22 it it really kind of spiked and so
0: and at that point your uh your cost of goods and like you said, Brandon, in the stores going up faster than your paycheck is going up. And so people will fill that. And then once it drops down to what we would call an average of 3% or something, and and there's an arguments to be made on what inflation should average, whether it's 1% or 3% and what's healthy and what's not, um, because then the, the growth of your, your paycheck's got to catch up and it'll probably take us. How long do you think it'll take us to catch up, Rex, as a society, as far as, as pay to what happened over the last 18 months?
2: Well, it, I mean, it always lags, and so it's just a matter of how long, and and that's tough to say. There, there were fairly like in Social Security, right? Social Security had an eight percent increase this year, mm-hmm. and so that that was significant, and so that kept a lot of those on fixed incomes close, not quite, but close to where the inflation inflation jump was, um, and so we'll see what it where it comes in at on this next year, but. But most of the time it's it's another year, eighteen month lag. But it, it depends. If the economy slows drastically and people are losing jobs, then there's no reason that employers are going to increase their wages, right? Because there's there's an oversupply of labor. Mm. And so it, it is a very delicate line that the Federal Reserve and the Treasury and, and, and the different groups walk in managing the the financial health of our economy
0: well you brought it up social security social security a scam
2: <laughs> no social security is a government if welfare I, if program I took, <laughs> if
0: i took that same amount of money that uh in other words if if rather than the government managing that money for you for for me and instead rex uh you you manage that money for me do you feel like you might be able to do a better job let's say so
2: do I feel like I, I believe that we could do a better job in yeah. managing those funds? The the reality is, and we have this debate all the time, the, the reality is that the vast majority of people would not save the money that sure. you're forced to save through the Social Security program. One, and two, the vast majority of people wouldn't invest it. They they would stick spend it, stick it under a mattress, stick it in a savings or a checking account at, at extremely low rates of return, as opposed to some other rate of return, and so. I, I don't know that there's an easy answer for Social Security or entitlement programs at large, and and you look at, at societal benefits, and and we could we could debate for a, a lot of podcasts on on the different elements of yeah. each of those.
0: So, yeah, I mean it's a chunk of change, and it's a chunk of change that yeah. it would be nice to have some options with either let the government do it for you or. Or, or or it's mandatory withdrawal, but you could potentially sign it over to an advisor or something, I don't know. But it would be nice to have some sort of control over something like that.
2: Have you gone in, um, not to take off on a tangent too too deep here, but you can go to the, to the myssa.gov site, right? And log into your social security um, mm-hmm. website and look at what your benefits are, your expected benefits, and when your full retirement age is. But on that side, it also shows how much money you've contributed and how much money your employers have contributed over time. And and that's always kind of interesting to see how much that equates to and and what that would be earning and what your distribution rate is off of those funds. Um, It doesn't show the growth of those funds. And so it just shows the actual dollars contributed. But, But that is an interesting exercise for our listeners to go in and see what have you actually contributed in social security and what have your employers actually contributed in social security on your behalf?
0: Very good. Okay, timeshare scam. You are contacted by a third party regarding the sale or rental of your timeshare in Mexico, of course, for more than it's worth, which there are some gorgeous places in Mexico where I would love a timeshare. The third party guarantees, guarantees that you will have a buyer or renter for your timeshare, however, they require upfront fees again to affect the sale. The buyer or renter requires a wire payment for closing costs, taxes, other fees in an escrow account in Mexico, no red flags whatsoever prior to the completion of the sale uh so we have a uh my family personally we have a timeshare uh condo association timeshare and we love it and we use it all the time and so this is and we have real estate coming up next too and so in real estate you can make real money in and people make do fantastic jobs um building wealth in real estate and you probably can with timeshares so how do we know these are scams versus like legit deals rex
2: I don't know about building wealth through timeshares. You'll you'll have to oh, walk me through what that looks. I'll walk like, you through but. that later. Yeah, maybe i was a little <laughs> ahead of myself on that one,
0: but uh, uh, maybe you're so, them somehow. I don't know.
2: I, I don't know, but I I do think that most of the time when you have a timeshare, if you're going to to rent or resell your time, you know most of them have a facility for you to do that directly through the timeshare company that you purchased it through, hmm. and and that's probably the most legitimate way to do it. Um, And then therefore, if you're if you're on the buyer side, you're going in to buy those timeshare weeks or you're going in to, to rent those units. Again, you want to go through that same channel that that the other person would go through, as opposed to just going on an Internet search and and finding some random site that that shows you a screaming deal. You know, this is one of those situations where if it looks too good to be true, then it probably is too good to be true. And so I I think you do need to be careful on spotting those things.
0: Okay. Yeah, ours was an inheritance scam. We got ours in. (laughs) It was was really nice, actually. So red flags on what to look for on timeshare scams include the promise of a buyer who's willing to pay more than the timeshare is worth. Payments for taxes, closing costs, and other fees have to be sent in a wire transfer prior to completing the sale or rental. The third party doesn't exist at the address they claim. Yeah, that's bad. The phone numbers have U.S. area codes, but the calls come from out of country like Mexico. And in some cases, an alleged law firm contacts you to help recover the funds lost and require an upfront retainer fee. However, this may also be related to the scam. Um, you know what's not on here, I don't think, is, is, is our friend who was a billionaire for a hot second and then he got arrested in another country um what what's his what's his name this was recent news uh, a tech investor sort of a guy running giant money through his firm and and he was able to get money from famous people you know that like all invested with him and um are you talking about the crypto sam friedman or- sam friedman yeah yeah that's sam keep- friedman yeah so okay. is that is that that's a scam right
2: well, so in in his situation, I mean, there's definitely crypto scams or currency yeah. scams, right? And First, okay. and in that situation, there, you know, there was some some issues going on to where he's the money's not really being handled or invested in the way that that it was being promised or indicated. Uh, at least that's what's being. I, I don't know if it's been finalized or not, but that's the alleged, right? So yeah.
0: he's in jail. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So.
2: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you can be in jail and still wait in court, and, and yeah. I don't know if he's been, I don't know his case well enough to know if he's been proven guilty or not, but um, but there's definitely cases like that on the currency side and cryptocurrency, and 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 there's a lot of that, and so um, but time time shares time shares are tricky just because you know people want to go and stay places or they want to buy weeks or they want to to go stay somewhere, and and everybody's looking for a deal. Right. And so it's it really can kind of prey on that, you know, urgency of I, I want to go stay. I need to go stay or I need a night. And where can I go and where's it cheapest? And, and instead of, of verifying that what you're doing is legitimate. So,
0: OK, real estate scams, clients closing on a property and receives legitimate wiring instructions from their real estate agent, title company or attorney on where to send the wire transfer, typically a title company or law office. The client then receives a fraudulent email appearing to be from the real estate agent. Ooh, that's bad. Title company or attorney instructing them to change the wire transfer instructions. Ooh, I have not heard of this. This is not good. And send it to a new recipient or bank account number. The new recipient is often an unrelated third party business or individual. Wow. I didn't even, I didn't know that happened. That's crazy. So This is
2: one of the most common that we see out there right now um, of, of scams on big money. And, and it's, it's, through all companies right now, all financial institutions. This is this is a big issue. And so essentially somebody hacks into your email um, and can copy and paste your language and previous conversations and reference previous conversations with your advisor or with your or with the title company or whoever you're working with. And so it it looks and feels like the person. Mm. Um, and essentially what they'll do is they'll they'll send over and say Oh, I transposed these two numbers. I verified it with the title company. Um, you know, this is the wire instructions, and so make sure you're using the my you know this latest information because the previous was bad. Mm. And and it's and then they'll reference something personal like, how's your dog? How's Buffy? How's whatever? Right? And 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 they'll kind of tie that personal fill in, and and somebody that's not paying attention will go ahead and update the the document and send it over, get a signature, and the wire's there, and it's gone. And so, um, sure. you know, we actually, we we had a client that was subjected to this um, as far as on, on <clears throat> very similar on a wire fraud that was similar to that. It wasn't a real estate transaction, but it was the exact same scenario. It was actually a law firm, and they were dealing on a case, and they received a communication saying that they're supposed to wire funds in a different direction for, you know, about $150,000 or so. And they send it off. And when that wire is gone, it's gone. There's mm-hmm. no way for you to clop back. There's no way to fix it, no way to track it. And and they got scammed out of $150,000. And these are smart sure. guys.
0: <clears throat> well, so how do you prevent that? What do you do? What do you have? Do you have whenever there's a request contact the title company The like, how do you, you, you personal call
2: them. contact? You, you yes. call them, you've got to have personal contact. And, and so if it's if it's a title company that I'm familiar with and I know, <clears throat> then I'll call them directly. If it's somebody that I don't know, then I'll do a conference call with the client or with the client, the real estate agent and the title company, because there's going to be a direct tie in between one of those parties, mm-hmm. right? They're either the real estate agent re, you know referred the title company over or the, the client is specifically using a title company. And so there's going to be a tie in there to where there's a personal connection. And you need to make sure that things are verified through that personal connection.
0: So I think it's been about, go ahead, Brandon.
1: Obviously you don't want to use the phone number on the email, right? yeah. you don't want to just yeah. like verify and say, oh yeah, let me call and verify right, because that's the wrong number.
0: And I mean, so- in running a small business, we've seen a lot of emails come through that are fraudulent and they're supposed to look like um, PayPal or they're supposed to look like Shopify or something and, and they'll have the logo there. But if you read the entire email that it was sent from, it's like, it's totally fake. It's not the right, it's not from Shopify, it's from something somebody else. Another, uh, you know, bank, I bank, with the popular bank in Utah, where we're from, uh, credit union, America First Credit Union, about a year ago, I think they were having massive issues with fraud and um, through text messaging and emails. And so you would get an email that says this account, has been charged this blah 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 and then and there's a link on the email supposedly to your account and if you click that link you are in trouble so what i would have to do is 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 not open the not open the links but go individually to my own account log in and see if there's been fraudulent um transactions in my account. And there never was. It's all a, it was a scam, but they have your email, they have your information and it's scary. And it happened a lot. It slowed down quite a bit recently, but I think it was about a year ago that people were getting taken advantage of.
1: Brandon, that's the, that's the perfect example of what to do almost in any scam, right? Is, is if you're being contacted by someone saying, Hey, something's happening, you're receiving an inheritance, you're, you, I, you know, whatever it is, stop communicating on that and, and work your way around, right? Just like you said, with America first, you get a text and it looks like it's America first saying, Hey, something's happened. Don't follow that back up, go to the app on your phone, go into the branch, do whatever you need to do to verify whether something is or isn't happening because the, you know, using those links and they always make it easy to follow. Those are the one, those are usually the guys that are, that are committing the, the scam in the first place. And so, yeah, stop, whatever type of scam it is, stop there and contact a trusted source directly.
0: I always put a block on that number too, just because, yeah. Okay. Event scams. And I have an event. I just, I got to share with you because this is what you put in your notes is a little different than, than what I was thinking when you put event scams. So uh, in the notes here, world events can evoke deep emotions like compassion, rage, or fear causing people to want to, to help in some way, and scammers prey on these strong emotions, and scam activity often increases where there are significant world events. For example, COVID-19 pandemic, um, there, yeah, there were many people who were under or unemployed in addition to those directly impacted by the virus, so the need is great. Scams specifically related to the COVID-19 include donation scams, identity theft scams, uh, investment in product scams. So yes, what about event scams, Brandon?
1: Yeah, it, it, this perfectly ties into what we were just talking about. You know, anytime anything happens, you know, the fire in Maui, which was, you know, terrible or, or, or earthquakes or whatever. There's always something going on. Uh, scammers will use that to call and call or send a message or do whatever. Say, hey, I'm from this and such organization we're here just trying to collect money to to help out. And, and you know, Americans are really generous people and they want to help, but that's where it's important not to just follow whatever link or whatever call is, is given. But if you want to give money, like find, find an organization that you trust, go to that organization's website, right? Make sure you go to the actual, make sure you've got their URL, right? And then donate to them directly because it's, it's incredible how much money is stolen and even legitimate, you know, organizations that are that are legitimately legally set up, a lot of them will actually siphon off a fair amount, you know, to, to administration and, and costs like that. And so it's always a good idea if you want to give, if you want to help out, just make sure you look and, and choose a trusted organization.
0: OK, well, where I thought you were going with event scams is. Um... The fire Festival 2 is back. And
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a crazy one.
0: <laughs> sold out already. Uh, it's supposed to be the party. This is according to, what is this word of my autumn MSN site here. To end all parties, the fire Festival is such a disaster. It landed the organizer, Billy McFarland, in prison uh, in 2017, I think it was. The 31-year-old announced the first batch of ticket sales um, f- to his... Well, the, 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 that event ended up being a Netflix special, a couple of different specials, uh, how terrible that was. Um, the Now he's back. He's back. So Fire Festival 2. So this is in an unspecified Caribbean location at the end of 2024. And the people are buying the tickets are 500 bucks a pop and people are buying tickets. This blows my mind. I, I, did they not see this, the Netflix? Rex, what's going on here?
2: it's the fear of missing out, right? I mean, I man, guess. what a fun festival that must be. I mean, <laughs> how much trouble could, could I've gotten into back in 2017? So
0: man. yeah,
2: I, I think it is interesting because I, I think every, you know, people want to have fun. They, they want to believe, they want to believe that people, that there's good in people. And, and so I see things like that on, you know, the people who come to me and they'll be like, Hey, I want to, I want to go and do this this adventure, I found it on the internet, it looks really fun. Um, And and you dig into it, and it's a scam, right? Mm. It's, it's essentially a a fake business that to where they've, they've modified that that's what you're seeing, kind of on the Red Cross, or the Ukraine efforts, or the Maui efforts, as you see scammers come in and set up, you know, kind of, of fake donation sites. That the look is legitimate as can be, and I think that that's only going to get worse with with mm-hmm. the AI technology that that's coming out more and more, is to where that looks and feels and sounds more legitimate than we've ever seen. Right. And and I think that it's even more important to work with people that you know and trust, listen to people that you know and trust, and and continue to take that advice and guidance for those around you that care about you and want the best for
1: you
0: very good okay last on the list here are tech scams tech support scams claim your computer or device is infected with a virus or malware and requires an immediate costly fix now was this more prominent a few years back it feels like this doesn't happen as much but i don't know um so some of the red flags can be you receive an unsolicited phone call or email from someone claiming to work at a reputable tech company a pop-up or blue screen appears on your computer phone or tablet with a warning that your device is infected with a virus or malicious program. Also, or the message requests, you immediately call a toll-free number and click the link for technical help. The message contains poor grammar or misspelled words. You are asked to pay for tech support. Um, Brandon, how often is this happening these days? It still happens,
1: it still happens. Um, Yeah, they'll they'll send, in fact, you know, I had a story with a good ending. I, I had a client who, who, you know, was on her computer um, and a little thing popped up and said, Hey, you need to run this, run this thing to scan for, for viruses. And, and of course clicking on the thing is what actually downloads the virus itself. Sure. Right? And, and so, but it looks legitimate, right? It looks like it's from Microsoft. It looks like it's from one of these, um, you know, a, a, a trusted software company. She clicks on it, you know, and, and next thing you know, right? Cause then once you download the malware, then they start spying on your computer, right? They can see what you're typing, see sites you're going to. Next thing you know, they had, you know, the sheriff from the town coming over. Yeah, obviously he wasn't really coming, but they said that the sheriff was coming over unless she paid this and such anyway. And so she was worried and she did exactly what she should have done. She went into her bank said, Hey, here's what's happening. I'm a little bit nervous, right? Like, I think I'm in trouble. I did something, I don't, I don't know, right? And and that bank handled it perfectly, right? They told her, hey, no, this is a scam, right? You probably clicked on this. They got her in contact with a computer company to, to wipe you know, the computer clean. And then the guy there said, hey, you should probably never talk to these people again, right, these are scammers, just delete it, yeah. forget it. And and when she was telling me the story, she's like, but I, I didn't wanna leave our relationship like that. So I called the scammer back and-
0: and What a nice person.
1: This is the best. She said, I called the scammer back. They didn't answer my call. So I left a voicemail. I I thanked him for all of his help and all of his time. And uh, said that I went down to the bank and the bank guy told me it was a scam. And so he recommended I transfer all my money to my son's account. And so I did. And he's like, she's like, "I don't even have a son," <laughs>
0: you know. Like, I, oh my gosh, that <laughs> is funny.
1: And, and then never was contacted again, right? And yeah, and, yeah. and unfortunately, what we find is that these scams—they're they, so relentless that that you start. It might start as a romance scam, but then all of a sudden, it turns into a tech scam, and it turns into. And they are they are working. You're literally. We find people are on on phone calls with multiple people, right? They'll say, "Hey." yeah, I'm working on this over here. You need to talk to the police department. I'll have them give you a call. You know, they're like, okay. They hang up the phone next, you know, there's an incoming call. It's just from another scammer. Right. But they're like, Hey, I'm from this and such police department. I was told to call, you know, and they're doing all this to kind of build the anxiety, build the, the trust, right. Yeah. And, and the, try to build the case of legitimacy. Um, yeah. But, but again, that's where it's best. Don't, don't let them contact you go, go contact, the police department yourself. And I've, I've done that with clients, right? Where we, they were so worked up that I said, Hey, let's just, let's just call. Right. And we actually had the actual sheriff come out and say, Hey, yeah, this isn't a problem, right? You're not on a crazy list. Like, this is like, you're, you're perfectly fine. You're a good upstanding member of our society. There's nothing you need to worry about. Um, and, and, and sometimes that's just what you got to do, but it's hard too, because these scammers are saying, don't talk to anybody. If you do talk to somebody, then you'll be in more trouble. All you need to do is pay me this money and I'll take care of all of it. Right. All your problems will go away. And and of course it's just them trying to pull more and more money.
2: I, I think that this happens a lot more than anybody admits still, especially with the elderly. Um, and so I know, I, I know, you know, somebody in, in the family in my family that that got hit with this clicked on the wrong thing and 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 they didn't you know they recognized that they'd clicked on the wrong on the wrong link right away so they didn't log into their email they didn't log into their bank accounts things like that but their their computer had immediately been infect, infected mm. and and so <clears throat> I Anyhow, somebody took the computer, threw it against a brick wall, and, and, and so, burned you know, it, dumped Burn dump some ammonia on yeah. it, and yeah. whatever else, right? Yeah. And then there, there are other passwords. ways to handle so. that, just throwing <laughs> that out there, <laughs> there are, you
1: don't need to use the brick wall technique. Okay. You can go yeah. to your computer store. Okay. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's probably not the preferred method, actually, yeah. of breaking it. But anyhow, there, there are definitely less less invasive ways to clean up your systems. So
0: Rex, what's, but it happens a lot. What's the FBI do like what are people like are, why if that's so prevalent? Like how why are these people not being taken down on the daily or something?
2: Well one, I think it's hard to track, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's extremely difficult to track and takes a lot of, you know, resources to to do, a lot of labor mm-hmm. hours to do. And and two, I, I think a lot of it goes unreported. I, I, I would bet a large percentage never gets reported to the authorities. I know almost almost every city of size has a task force, a scam task force, um, especially on technology uh, that to where you can report things and, and they'll kind of track it. And if they start getting a lot of calls in one area, then they will dig into it and, and try and put a stop to it. But it's so difficult to track because of the technology that people can use as far as jumping IPSs and and different things, as far as locations, it's so hard, so difficult. And so people keep doing it and, and people keep falling for it, especially, especially our elderly clients. They, and and then they're embarrassed to let anybody know. And, and so, you know, then then it becomes an issue. And so don't be embarrassed. Let's just fix it. Let's just figure out where you're at and, and get taken care of.
0: Yeah. All right. If you feel you've been scammed, Rex, what do you suggest people do? Can they contact your office? Do they call the police? How does, what does it work look like?
2: Well, if it's a financial scam or, or your concern's financial scam, absolutely. Give us a call, right? Let us know. Okay. Um, most of the time, we want you to call your sheriff's office and, and report it through your sheriff's office. Um, and so that's that's typically where those task forces reside, or if not, they can tell you where where it should be taken care of. At the bare minimum, tell somebody close to you, right? Tell, tell a son, a daughter, a, a brother, a sister, uh, you know, tell, tell somebody close to you so that they can help you kind of get to where you need to be
0: Okay.
2: and, and the help and resources. So,
0: all right. That is plan with baxter.com. If you want to reach out to Rex and Brandon major, we'll end with this on scams, financial scams, major red flags in all situations. So this is sort of a recap. Payment via gift card, which Brandon talked about early on, money order, wire transfer, international funds transfer, preloaded, or virtual currency like a Bitcoin. Phone calls claiming to be from the IRS. The IRS does not contact people by phone, email, text message, or social media to ask for your social security number, bank account, or government benefits debit card account number. The individual that contacts you claims to be associated with a law firm or financial institution, but... The contact information contains a public email domain such as a Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo, et cetera. The individual is eager to share personal documents with you to validate their claim. However, a legitimate organization would never share another person's or client's uh, personal documents with you. And then finally, they request to keep the relationship a secret. So I think we've learned a lot today. Anything else you guys want to add?
2: Don't keep us a secret.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> just <kidding. Yeah. laughs> Sorry, that? I just figured that felt right in. <laughs>
2: we don't want you we, oh we don't want you to keep us a secret. Uh, Do you like
0: that? Was that good uh, Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, actually. Okay. That's a good idea. So <laughs> this has been through the pines, and this is really fun. So I appreciate Rex and Brandon on the podcast today. Again, planwithbaxter.com. For any of your questions or uh, if you would like some financial advice, um planwithbaxter.com for all the things like our facebook page follow our instagram at pines underscore podcast and please subscribe to our youtube channel through the pines has been through the pines reminding you to use yesterday's dollars to finance tomorrow's dreams